Hey, Goners. Shauna here from The Gone Girls. If you love The Gone Girls and want to hear more, please go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, The Gone Girls, and give us a five-star rating. Love you. The Gone Girls Podcast. We interview the people we like and try to get to the bottom of life. The Gone Girls Podcast. The Gone Girls Podcast Show. All right, welcome to the Gone Girls, everyone. I'm Ankara Martinez Savone today. Oh my god, I'm Shauna Lane. Hey, Shauna, and today we have Rosebud Baker on the podcast. What's up, Rosebud? Hey guys, how you doing? What's up, Ankara? Today, yes, I changed today. Who knows? Tomorrow. Well, that's the thing. I can't decide on my stage name because my my original name is Martinez, and I'm married to Savone. Um, but <laughs> I know every time <laughs> she's changed her name literally like five times. Really? Yeah, I don't yeah. Well, cause legally I'm still on Cara Martinez and I want to stay true to that. Yeah. You know, but I'm like, Car Savone sounds cool. And as far, oh my God, I sound like a freaking <gasps> like, cause of my bronchitis. Anyway, um, my name, I just, I can't, I'm just can't decide on my I name. I like Martinez Savone. I like that a lot. All three names, not too pretentious. I like them both. Yeah. I okay. like all three. All right, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Just put one vote in the bucket for three names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll done and done. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. So, Rosebud, you are you still writing for Elite Daily? I write for them freelance uh, okay, sometimes. Cool. Yeah, but I I no longer write for them full time. Okay. Not like a staff writer anymore. I remember when you first got that job. You're, I mean, you're, first of all, all over the place. Whenever I see you yeah, on Facebook, I'm like, so how is busy. she in two places at once? You're yeah. like at every club, every night, you're, you're hustling. <laughs> it's awesome. I am hustling. I, I was so exhausted when I had that job. Like, I realized pretty quickly that I wasn't going to be able to um, keep up with, like, my lifestyle in terms of, like, comedy yeah. um, without it really paying, like, yeah. without really paying for it. And, um... And I did for a year and a half. I was like, I, I was just exhausted all the time. Like, so you oh had a full time job and you were doing comedy full time. I had the full time job. I think I had that full time job uh, for a year, and then the company got sold, and then I moved to part time from home, which was not that much of a cut in hours actually. Like oh, okay. it was like just just under what it would be to be paid full-time, like an hour underneath what it would be paid. Oh, oh my gosh. So, oh, yeah, so I was like, I was working from home, but I was still working just as much yeah. as I would have been pretty much. And uh, yeah, I was just, it was like doing that and then going to do spots and trying to like hustle um, and trying to work on my own act I, and doing roast battles. I was, I was just like, I'm going to die. Like, I remember one night yeah. sitting down on the couch with my boyfriend and being like, I have nothing to give you. Like, yeah. I was like, I have nothing. Like, right. just crying. Drained. And being like, I, I thank you for staying with me because mm. I I feel like I'm not even here. Like, I feel like I don't that's, even, you know. That's, a, that's a, I mean, that's kind of how I feel right now. I'm like, I can't. I'm yeah. so fo- and I remember being like making a decision in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm focusing on me. I'm focusing on my comedy. I'm focusing on my stuff. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. And it's like you lose connection with everything else in your life because yeah. you're so focused on the comedy and you, and like you have to sell. You have to focus on yourself, which is a good thing, but it's also kind of ex- it's draining. It's exhausting. It's so draining, and it's like I I wouldn't do it any other way. But yeah. when you're 
I think relationships are really just like, this is why I think romantic love yeah. is the most dangerous illusion out there. Like that they mm. make us think it's going to be yeah. like walks on the beach forever right. and shit. And it's just not like, no. it's like work. It's just you like have a to go daily, through the hard stuff. Yeah. It's this daily practice of just unmet, unrealistic expectations. <laughs> so and, true. And then you both die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just exhausting. And you can't with, possibly... With a lot of snacks and meals. Yeah. Yes. A, lot snacks. a lot of eating. A lot of what do you want to eat tonight? <laughs> yes, exactly. And I just feel like, you know, I feel like I'm a failure, but I'm really like, no, I was lied to my whole life about what it's so a true. relationship was going to be. It's I know. just not that. Disney does not have it right. No. Not at all. Not at all. Not Selling Disney, lies. Not just Disney, but nobody. Nobody. Nobody has it right. I yeah. feel like every fucking rom-com, you know, people are always like, oh, yeah, rom-coms are um, unrealistic. Yeah. And and that's, they're like, it's so, it's so tailored to women. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's... It, that's why they're the only movies that end happily. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, well, don't you we really like they, believe they all end right before the relationship starts. They just right. end. They yes. s- they're only the beginning of the relationship, which is the, the most exciting part, part of yeah. the relationship yeah. where you're trying to win the other person's attention. Right. Yeah. And exactly. then let's see a movie about the rest of it. Oh my God. It would, I mean, be, it would be so boring. I know. It would be so boring. It would be awful. Can you imagine? Everyone's sitting tensely on the couch. Right. They're like, should we go to couples therapy? You know, like... It's just, it's like, <laughs> it's anyway, so yeah, so that's, I was, I was exhausted and now I've like, I've moved to doing freelance, which is great. That's, that's good. A hundred times better. So you have more free time to work on. I your... have nothing but free time. I okay. mean, I, now I'm like, it's not free because I'm still working, right. but I'm working on shit that I want, want work to work on, you know. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 And that's, you're paying your bills that way? Uh, some of them are getting paid. Okay, good. <laughs> The rest of them will. Uh, See they're just gonna have to wait. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're gonna wait. Fuck yeah. those I bills. Too. They can just go in the pile. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're putting our bills in rosebuds. Bill pile. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put mine in your pile too. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> just have a giant bonfire. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are one of the top roasters. I was. I don't think I'm on there anymore. I'm not like on in. For a while, for a while I, there was, like, and that kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like you, like it's not like you were like, I want to be a roaster. You, someone was just like, you should do, yeah. The roast Emilio and then. was like, you should roast. Um, and I was, I, I think the first roast battle I did was Lucas Connolly. And, wh- and what did you like, feel like when you did? Were you like, I don't know if I can do this. Where were you at your comedy? How did you feel about <laughs> or it? Or were you like, I can do this? Oh yeah, I got Fuck this. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, I can do this. I, I felt like, yeah, it's um. You know, you put a lot of time into, like, uh, for me, anyway, I was, uh, when I started comedy, I was, like, I knew that I was comfortable on stage because I spent years as an actor, and then, so I knew my biggest challenge as a comic was going to be the joke writing, you know, and I was, like, I need to know how comedy works. I I have to know what a joke looks like, what, how, I know there are rules. I was like, mm-hmm. I know there are rules to this. I just don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And I have to figure that out. And I, I was totally like one of those, you know, people that like carried around the comedy Bible and like learned about like <laughs> the anatomy of a joke and oh, what, okay. you know, a setup was and what a punchline was and how you make one, you know, how you do that. Um, I don't always use it, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, those are the jokes that usually stay in my act are the ones that I feel are the strongest crafted 
Yeah, the most yeah. well-crafted. So when I started Roast Battle, I was like, this is just a joke writing exercise, and I'd been doing those for years by myself. Oh, uh, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, great yeah, perspective. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then I do... Uh, I, I am a heavily critical person like yeah. I it's like I'm very I'm, but I'm not judgmental but I'm very critical yeah um so it was it came easily to me because okay. it's just like kind of who I am okay um and yeah once I did it I was like I I love this this is great and I kind of got like I got addicted to it yeah I got a very addictive personality okay. and I completely threw myself into it yeah that's awesome how yeah. long have you been doing them for well I recently just kind of like petered out because I was like oh I haven't written a new joke for my act in like eight months you know yeah and uh once I realized that roasting was kind of taking attention away from yeah, the thing yeah. that I really want to do yeah. I was like oh I gotta mm-hmm. get back to just working on my act interesting um, which is a lot harder for me for some reason it's so easy like ro- roast jokes are really easy you have a subject you know exactly what your subject is and I when I'm writing jokes I get caught up on like is this the, I'm like, what am I making fun of? You know what I mean? Like yeah. the premise of a joke is harder for me to write than the punchline. It's harder for oh. me to be clear about what my premise is. Yeah. And then once I decide on a premise, then I can come up with a punchline, you know, fairly easily. But the fucking, yeah. it's, I get so caught up in like. Is it because it's personal? Because it's based on you? No, because it's because it's just, um, you don't have that already. You don't have those rules in place. Right. And uh, Stephen yeah. always tells me, he's like, you're like a soldier. <laughs> he's like, if I give you directions, you just do it. But yeah. like, if you don't have the, if you don't know what the boundaries are and you don't know what the rules are, you, yeah. then you feel like you're, you're out to sure. see. Oh, interesting. You, know? you need structure. I do. I really ah. need structure to feel creatively free. So you're basically, like, yeah, that's, that's, because you Rose, but like most people, like when you're doing comedy, you're talking about yourself, right? Or things that matter in your life. And you're like, all right, what subject do I want to talk about? Yeah. And do I want my whole set to be about one topic or many topics of myself? So it's like so abstract and so many different roads you can go down. Yeah. So what is you, so what do you do now? Like what's your act mostly talk about now? Um, recently, I think the most recent joke that I wrote that I am really proud of was this joke about. Uh, this guy, it's about domestic abuse. I'm not going to like dress it up, but it's, like, <laughs> it's about this guy that uh, was like an alcoholic and he was abusive and uh, I was with him for like a year and a half and um, I needed to write a joke about him. I was like, I, I need to write a joke about this dude. Like yeah. I need to write a joke about this thing that happened because for me, it feels like revenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, oh my God, I thought you were going to say it was cathartic. No, no, like, no. It, like... Yeah, it is cathartic, but it's cathartic in a in a devious way. <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, I want to write a joke about this guy. But I realized, like, for the joke to work, I had to make fun of him. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to make fun of, and I had to make fun of him. And um, I was like, I was kind of working it out, and I was like, oh, if if this is going to be funny, he has to miss. Like, he has to swing at me and miss. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> funny. And that is funny. Like, it can't... Ha-ha, <laughs> you like, I can't tell the real story, but right. I have to tell... I have to tell A something version, close to that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was great. Like, it was... <laughs> it took me 
like a good six months of like just bombing with that and then wow. walking off stage and being like, well, now they just know that about me, <laughs> <laughs> which is depressing. But uh, <laughs> that's the worst, right? I get off stage like that was just sad. That yeah, wasn't yeah. even funny. I'm like, oh, I thought it was funny in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it was funny to me, but it's just not. <laughs> yeah. It's just not funny, you know. So a lot of times you start off with like a subject and you think the joke's going to be making fun of one yeah. thing and then it ends up making fun of something, something else. else. Like it ends up, yeah, so. <laughs> Are you still acting? Do you still act? Uh, you know, I'll do sketches and stuff with my friends, um, but I don't know. Recently I've been like more interested in doing like serious acting, but I... It's so hard to find a project where somebody's written something good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is. So you're just not you're not interested in acting. This comedy is not a vehicle at all for you to um no be acting. No, not at all. Like at least it didn't start off that way. If it ends up that way, that's one thing. But I I actually comedy began when I decided I'm I was done with acting. I was like ah. and I I decided I was done with acting and I, it's not like I was like, well, I'll switch to comedy it kind of, it took me like a year and I was like, maybe I'll be a dog trainer or like a <laughs> social worker or like something. I wanted to do something that, you know, didn't have to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I ended up just going. Doing kind of the opposite direction. <laughs> I, uh, I was like, Even oh, yeah. more you. Yeah, I mean, comedy is like even more self-centered. Um, so funny. But it wasn't self-centered in the same way that acting was. Like it was, you know, acting was like this, I just couldn't do it anymore. I can't take the headshots and the, the fucking emails from friends being like, hey, which of these which of these shows off my introspective side? And it's oh like 50 God. pictures of them smiling a little bit differently. <laughs> and just that, the surfacey <laughs> bullshit so and the lack of control that you have. Yeah. And it's like you need permission yeah. just to do your art. And yeah. yeah, it's, it's rough. It's the only one that's like that. I, I mean... You know, painters can just sit down and paint. That yeah. people might not see it, but they can do it. There, yeah. and that was like driving me crazy. It's so hard to get enough work to get good at acting. Yeah, in this city for yeah. sure, or probably anywhere. Well, just work that know. you like, also. Yeah, you have to do bullshit work that is like right. so, like just it's empty, empty. Yeah. yeah, I remember there was an audition I went on that I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> it was like. One of the lines was like, it's our baby. And I, I just couldn't say it without laughing. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I think I've moved past this. <laughs> like creatively, I think I'm done with this. You know? How long did you do it for? Um, I've been acting since I was like eight. You know, oh, like it was wow. like my parents were like, she's going to be an actress. And mm -hmm. I just kind of followed suit. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think they were right in that I wanted to be on stage and I yeah. wanted to do that but I just I did start asking myself towards the end of like the acting stuff I was like do I want to do this or did I was I taught that I wanted to yeah. do this you know oh wow and uh yeah that started really oh. fucking with me a little bit oh and then I started doing comedy and I was like oh I'm obsessed okay like I was like oh this is what I'm niche. supposed to do because yeah. this is like I I don't care about any I don't care about getting married as much as I care about comedy. I don't care about having kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about yeah. having a house or a car or any of the things that I I don't care about any of that. That people as much tell as you I, should care about. Yeah, as much as I uh, care about doing comedy and like my act and all that. It's so self centered, but it's but that's 
I mean, I, I listen. It's I, I, people, yeah. people say that comedy is self-centered, but it's. I mean, I, I. Yes, there are jerks in every business, but mm-hmm. I don't think. I think you have to have a sense of awareness ab- around you and outside of you to do comedy. You can't just look at yourself because if you yeah. just look at yourself, you're just talking to the wall. Right. You have to be aware and like be conscious of people and observing and knowing and and listening you have to be a good listener so i don't really think it's that selfish people think it's selfish because you're on stage alone you're like me 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 but really you're giving something to people you're you're giving your you're giving laughter giving your a sense of vulnerability that a lot of people can't do to somebody so i don't really i think it's kind of like a selfless job like i mean we don't get paid unless you make it (laughs) Uh, yeah ultimately i think it's the goal is that you know you walk out and you feel less alone and they feel less alone yeah and that's like there's something about that that's i think special yeah um but yeah yeah i agree it's yeah. not it's not as self-centered as people as like it, it appears to be but it also is yeah you know what i mean you it's, have to be yeah self-focused. it's a double-edged sword for sure yeah how long have you been doing it now uh four years Oh, wow. you've only been doing it four years. Yeah. Wow, yeah. you've done a lot of stuff in four years. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I uh, Well, I got into it when I was older, you know? So I didn't have to, like, spend a lot of time talking about stuff that... Didn't matter. Didn't really matter to me. And, I, I like, I knew who I was mm-hmm. when I started. Um, in terms of, like, finding your comedic voice, that, I think, it still takes a long time, but... I think it takes less time when you literally have no idea who you are as a person. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I kind of when you're young. Yeah, I'd been through some shit, and I like had had a worldview that I that I knew I knew what my worldview was. I just didn't. I had to figure out how to turn it into jokes. Right. You know. Huh. And like you said, you are also comfortable on stage, which is what for I think a lot of comics is difficult because yeah. it takes a long time to feel comfortable up there as yourself. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so too. So I think especially if you haven't been on stage before, you don't know what to do with your hands. You don't know how like yeah. you don't know what like physical relaxation and what is. to do with your nerves and all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that that part, I was lucky. I didn't have to like work through that so much. Did you go? Did you get trained anywhere? Um, acting, acting wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I majored in acting at Emerson College, and then I. Uh, and then I came to the city and I got into a conservatory program at William Esper Studio. Oh, okay. And I did, uh, like when I was in high school, I did this like program where I did four, I would go to four regular classes, like history, English, math, and like science. And then I would leave school and I would go to acting school. So like... Oh my God, that's awesome. There was like a, yeah, I like did, like my fame. last two Fun. years of high school <laughs> were just like leaving, you know, leaving halfway through the day and then going to acting class. Oh, so. my God, that's Fun. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do dance and stuff like that also? Yeah, I was a dancer. Um, all through high school, I was a dancer, and then I realized, like, I'm just not... I I love dance, and it's it's so fun, but mm-hmm. I uh, I didn't want to deal with, like, the the body stuff. Yeah. That was, like... Very intense. It's, it's a whole so other. And I and I definitely didn't want to fucking retire when I was like twenty six. Yeah. You know? I was like I don't <laughs> like want, have nothing left right. to give. I'm walking around as a cane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I switched from I got into Emerson for musical theater, and then realized I don't I don't want 
Oh, not, musical I, theater, yeah. really? You're a yeah. singer? Yeah, I got in with musical theater, but I was like, I don't like musicals. Like, oh, I, no. Like, there's a few that I love, oh but I God. just don't. I was like, I'm really into the plays. Like, I like oh. the, I love writing, and I like, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that that would mm-hmm. eventually end up, you know, I comedy was not even in Did, the fucking in, cards. Like, yeah. I didn't even think about it. Um, where like growing up where people like, Oh, you're funny. You know what I mean? Like you're funny. Do people think you're funny? It's like a natural thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember my dad saying constantly, like you should be a comedian. Mm -hmm. And I, my dad, I was just like, eh, fuck off. You know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, <laughs> Whatever, dad. What do you, you think know? I could do anything? But Whatever. Because really I realized, like, I totally got my sense of humor from my dad. dad. Like, it's 100% my dad know, is, like, this so mean funny. tease. Dry. Like, he just, like, yeah, yeah, just, like, dry. Just the way he used to fucking, <laughs> he used to just rip on my mom, which was, like, ball terrible. Buster. But, uh, but yeah, he's a real ball buster. And my dad is now too. that I am doing comedy, I'm like, Oh my God, this is, it's kind of the vehicle through which I like have understood who my dad is yeah. as a person. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty deep. Were you, <laughs> no, in, I love were you that. in any musicals? Oh God. Yeah. In high school I was, I was in like. What were you, Belle? No, 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 I was always like a dude part. Like, they would like, make me a dude. Oh. Like I, Peter I Pan? The, I like I was Oz in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and I was like so upset about it. I was oh just like, gosh. you're making me the fucking old man wizard. <laughs> now I'm like, of course they did. That's like my personality. Yeah, yeah. But in high school, you want to be like the hot chick. Yeah, and I was of just course. like, this is very disappointing. I very, wanted to be the princess upsetting. and I'm the old man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a hundred percent like who I am. Like uh, I've been waiting my They've been telling life. you who you are since you were a kid. Exactly. You're like, no. Exactly. And I've been waiting my whole life for my looks <laughs> to match my personality. And it's not going to happen no. until I'm like 98. Oh my gosh, it's so true. It's yeah. so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Should it's we so ask? Sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are we doing on time? We're at, um, we have 13 more minutes. Okay. All right. Here's one of the questions. What are some of the things that you find difficult in life? Um... I think that the hardest thing for me is to not is to refrain from giving advice to someone when I know that when I, when I feel like I know what they should do. Yeah, that's very very hard for me. Mm-hmm. Especially someone. It's not not with somebody I don't care about, but it's somebody I care about. You know, especially if I feel that. Um, not giving them a suggestion might put our relationship in danger. Like yeah. I might lose them right. as a friend or as a boyfriend or as a person. Just if I, I'm like, if I don't say this, then they're not going to keep growing and they're yeah. not going to keep, do, you know, and I don't want to outgrow them. And I just want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. <laughs> so I like, it's this codependent, oh. like, uh, like need to perfect and to like point at and, pick apart people's like flaws it's just the worst (sighs) it's like the worst personality trait um (laughs) because nobody fucking wants that nobody wants to be told what to do (sighs) and uh they want it delivered in a uh, package with a bow though well they want to really they want to figure it out themselves because it's like that's that's what life is yeah and um and nobody's gonna do anything because you told them to like yeah so i that is uh that's a difficult thing for me, for sure. Yeah, I find I 
often ask people for advice, but what I really want is for someone to be like, wow, that sucks what you're going through. Yes. That's it. That's yeah. all I really want to hear is that sucks and I'm sorry. Or encouragement. Like, you got this. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I don't want encouragement. I want to be told exactly what to do. I want mm. solutions. Like, if you give me a solution, I can fucking carry that out. The structure. do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't need a lot of, like, you're great. Like, if you tell me, like, <laughs> you're great, you can do it, I'm like, ew, stop. <laughs> like, it makes me uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, which, because I'm emotionally crippled. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the moral um, to the story is I'm emotionally crippled. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what is your biggest fear and why? Um, God, that's like, I was thinking about that on the way here because I was like, I don't know really what my biggest fear is, but I think one thing I am afraid of is being, having my work um, minimized. Ooh. Like having someone say, she got this because she... Ooh, hitched her I wagon hate. to this or mm-hmm. she she did this because she like you didn't earn it yeah like um people saying that i didn't earn what i have or what i've done that terrifies me yeah um or people saying that like she doesn't work hard yeah like that that kind of a thing is is scary to me because i have you know what i mean and it's like I see, and because I see it happen so often in comedy where somebody will get ahead and people will minimize it and be like, oh, she got that because she's a chick or she got that. And you know what? There could be some truth to some of the things that they say. Like, I might get a job because I'm a woman and because they're looking to diversify, but that doesn't take away from the work that I've done. Right. And Or your talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that... scares me that is probably one of the things that i'm really terrified of is people thinking like she doesn't know what she's doing well it's probably why you work so hard too right well (laughs) yeah and also because like deep down inside i do feel like i don't know what i'm doing and i feel inadequate and i you know what i mean yeah 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 every day i like wake up and i'm like i'm not working hard enough i gotta work harder i gotta do this i gotta do that so you know and i think we all have that Mm -hmm. um but the idea that you could work as hard as you are and have it pay off that like imposter syndrome yeah is mm. that that yeah. scares me but yeah. it's so it's like my own voice and others like it's yeah. just having that voice i feel like can do more damage to you creatively than anything else just totally. that you don't deserve this or you yeah you, haven't worked hard enough for this. That scares me. Um, you know, they I've like I read so many articles on this kind of stuff, and um, I read this article that was saying that uh, most CEOs and some of the most successful financial and whatever you know people in business mm. have that are feel their biggest thing is that they feel that they aren't worthy of their position because they just feel like it, it like no one's like they just feel like it's not. They're not worthy of it? Yeah, they're not worthy of it. People that are, like, in charge or in power, even though they've got it and they've earned it and they've gone that far, they feel like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Which all of us don't know what we're doing because if we're doing something new, it's the first time we're doing it. Right. So you have to just jump in and do it anyway. You have to do it with the fear. Everybody has that fear. Of, I'm gonna, Is I don't this know. building falling down? 
I, I think they're know. doing work upstairs in one of those It literally apartments. sounds like the building is collapsing from the top <laughs> down as we're talking about our biggest fears. <laughs> like, Can I make an amendment? <laughs> yeah. I was like, probably my biggest fear is that this building's collapsing on itself yeah. right now. It sounds like it's, well, I can't really hear that well because of my sickness, but it sounds like it's coming from below. No, no. no. It's uh, up. There's an apartment up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right above. It's, there's, yeah. The ceiling is oh. definitely just moved. Did it really? Yeah, it did. Did you not see that? No, I didn't. I was no way. Is that gonna past? It really does look like that because I just watched. Look like that. Well, it looks like it's ceiling falling. Hilarious if we're doing this podcast and for real, it just like stops and we're just (laughs) dead. (laughs) (laughs) We'd probably have the most listeners on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody would have to upload it for us. Post it real quick. (laughs) Never gets uploaded. What a tragedy. Oh no. We're like, post the podcast. Post like it, please. Somebody post Reach. it. Hey, Siri, post our <laughs> podcast. Um, oh, okay. So this is a, <laughs> an extra um, podca- uh, question I answer. I added in. So you just started a new podcast. I did. Uh, yeah, about yeah. Justin Bieber. All me about and, Justin Bieber. Me and Corinne Fisher. I love Justin Bieber. Right? Yeah, me too. It's oh, for, my God. It's for adult women who love Justin Bieber. <laughs> and I was listening to it this morning, and you were talking about how, like, um, uh, like Corinne was like, do you think he's hot? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I remember when I first saw him, and he was, like, 12, and he was on uh, Chelsea Handler. And I was like, oh, my God. God, he's like yeah. hitting on Chelsea. It's so hot. Dude, I'm like, this really is was. weird. He was really hitting on Chelsea. And it was so, like, he was doing a good job. Yeah. No, yeah. I was, I was yeah. like, I'm so uncomfortable. I know. I was like, I'm so uncomfortable I and know. I love this. And I was like, is he like bringing out a national pedophilia? What? Thing? Like, yes. What is happening? Yes. He probably started the cougar movement. I know. Seriously. He did. And his mom is a total cougar, by the way. Oh, um, she is? Yeah. Patty, she's like, she was really young when she had him. So she's like a hot young mom. Uh. And. Uh, but purity is very important to her. She told me over Twitter because she DM'd me this week. Really? She did? She listened to the podcast and she sent me a screenshot of her listening to the podcast. No way. Are you kidding me? I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. That's amazing. So what's it called? It's called called Two Less Less Lonely Lonely Girls. Girls. That's so funny. So you guys are just going to cover Bieber the whole time, huh? Yeah. It's just Maybe one day he'll be on your podcast. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, that's That'd the be amazing. idea. We're hoping that she that he that he'll come on. I asked Patty to come on already. Um, Does she live in New York? She lives in LA. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if I she's going to come on. But listen. Yeah, you should. It's is great. It, is it on iTunes? Yeah, it's on iTunes and Spotify. Okay. Good. Sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So, um, so what made you guys start that podcast? What we were like, um, just gonna. Um, I think originally I was doing. I was going on a podcast to defend Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> it was called Stand By Your Band. And uh, I wrote something on Facebook where Corinne was like, um, Rosebud obviously takes this very seriously. <laughs> and I do. I take it. I, I love him. I take his. I just think he's. I think he's so talented. He's so talented. He is and very he's talented. So yes. charming to watch. Yeah, yeah. he is. And perf- he's an amazing performer. Yeah. I and love he's a him. real weirdo too. Like yeah. the more I do the podcast, the more I like get into it, and the more I like kind of pick apart like aspects of his personality. I'm like, he is a layered individual. Like yeah. he's, which is so interesting. Weird. Yeah, you know his song, um, "Go Love Yourself." That song. Yeah. I took the lyrics and I memorized them and I used it as a monologue in my <laughs> acting class. Oh, oh wow. God. And it was amazing. 
thing. That's Everybody great. loved it. My teacher loved it. And it was it was completely different than the song. And it took me forever to memorize it because I had the song memorized. But when you use lyrics as a monologue, <laughs> yeah. it took me so long. But it wow. was great. And I was like, he's a great little writer, too. <laughs> well, that was Ed Sheeran's song. <laughs> oh, it but, was? Yeah, Ed Sheeran wrote that song. Oh. And our third episode, we were like trying to figure out who, who it's really about. Oh, and, I wonder uh, who it about, is about. It's we a great did a song. whole investigative um, thing on it, and nice. it was, we found out who it was, but I, I'm not going to say. Okay, we'll have to listen to it after yeah, we're yeah. done. That's yeah. so funny. Okay, cool. All right, so on to the next question. Oh, okay. So we have a segment where we give people advice. Oh, we're yeah. going to do that. Um, are there any areas of your life that you're struggling with that we can impose our wisdom on? Mm. Do you need therapy in any area? I mean, I have. We a have all the answers. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I have a therapist, so I would like to turn down this <laughs> no, no, no. offer. Oh, no, you can't I'm turn this to, offer down. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I um, let's see. Well, what about uh, what did I say about challenge? What challenges me is like not oh, not giving people advice. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question: If you know objectively that someone would benefit from something, yeah, and from some decision that you think is best for them, yeah. right? What do you do to what do you do to keep quiet? This is kind of like more of a Ooh, that's not what I thought you were going to ask. Like that's what do you do to hold your tongue? What are the pra- what are some good practices Ooh. to hold your tongue when you know that good question. when you see a friend like struggling and you know what uh-huh. they should do but you can't tell them? Oh, that's a good question. Ugh. I like it. It's um, a good one. I would. Okay, so here's my right answer. Like, here's what I've done. Because I've definitely told the person, and then I'm like, oh, that's not going to help them, and now they're mad or whatever, right? right. So the thing that I, I, I have to remind myself is that I have to remind myself to have faith that they're going to figure it out on their own time schedule when they need to. Because I know when I need to figure something, I get pissed off when people tell me what to do, and then mm-hmm. it takes me a long time to figure it out because I'm so angry and like mm. I'm never going to get it now mm. because they told me to. Oh no, yeah, I've cut off friendships. Yeah, I'm like I hate you. Like I get so mad. Yeah. Emilio's like you should do this. I'm like don't tell me I'm never going to do that now. Yeah, and yeah. now my whole now that's now that's now, not even Now my career's table. over cuz of you cuz yeah. you told me what to do, <laughs> yeah. you know. And um so like just you know reminding myself to be quiet and sit back and if I that fight that like urge to tell someone this might be manipulative, but like I'll, like I'll, like if I'm in a situation that they are in, I feel like you know I'm like I'll do the right thing, and I'll be like not like look see what I'm doing, but just hope that they see how I'm doing something and yeah. see the benefit of like so my lead, outcome. Lead by example, right? Yeah, 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 that's smart. That's really smart. But like sometimes you, I'm, I'm like creating this whole life of leading by example and they're not even looking they're at not me. Even paying attention. So, yeah. but at least I'm doing it for me, I guess. You yeah. Know? Did yeah. this, does this person ever, do these people ever ask for advice? This is, uh, this is unasked for advice. This is like unsolicited. Unsolicited advice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like pull your pants So up. what I would do is I think what I said that I always want people to say to me is, because it's hard to not say anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I would be like, I think it really sucks what you're going through. Yeah, yeah, And I'm sorry. Yeah, so you, would, you would empathize. I would empathize so that they know that you care. and they're, I, You could also offer well, if you want. What if they're want. like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. And you're like, 
No, you're not. Your oh, whole life one. is a disaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh one yeah, of yeah. Those. yeah. Oh, gosh. You know what sucks. I mean? It's, it's so one of those uncomfortable. Things. I mean, I think the only thing to do is really just like leave them behind at the yeah. end of the day. If They'll they figure don't change, it out. They'll like, figure it out. Oh, just, 100%. Yeah. Slow fade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. slow fade. Slow fade out. Yeah, because oh, yeah. They, they'll see your accomplishments and then they'll be like, what? She's doing something right. And they'll figure it out. And like, yeah. it's hard to. N- not do that without anger or like resentment or like but yeah, you, you know a, what I mean it's like with kindness I've definitely had to do the slow fade with people in the last uh, few years I mean throughout my life it's just been a series of so, like slow fades it feels like I just I like, tend to cut people off really so and I have that to I've learn how to go slow of, phase you know yeah yeah the slow fade's good because then you don't ruin the relationship and then if someone gets themselves together at a certain point and comes back yeah it's not like you've severed anything but right? it's never you an know? end point with certain kinds of people if you're talking about toxic people then like that's where I it takes me a while to realize toxic compared to just like someone's going through something. Right. Because I'm a, I'm a forgiver. Yeah. I give people like come back, so you much know, leeway. but like it's so, it's so painful to me sometimes. I'm like, oh God, again, like I'm yeah, yeah, drained. Yeah. I can't, I need to like. Dude, I've had, the <laughs> I had a relationship uh, with like, this was with a friend that just like, it kind of like ended because it was just like death by a thousand heart to heart conversations where I was just mm. like, I cannot keep mm. talking. Yeah. I can't keep talking. Mm. Like I was like, we're not even having sex. What is happening? <laughs> oh. Why is yeah. this so exhausting? Yeah, draining. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no so, thanks. But I'm a forgiver like that. Where yeah. I just go on and on and on and on and on until I'm like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just tap You have out. to just forgive from a distance, I guess. Yeah. You yeah. know? The timer went off. Okay, let's. Okay, you guys keep talking. Or so whatever, for here. this portion, um, did you read in the email? One of us each week writes a sketch, and yes. then we do a cold read, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you're fabulous at. <laughs> and uh, this week, Ankara wrote it. Okay. And um, Ankara, do you have? Um, oh. do, do you know who is who? And then we Facebook Live it. Um, right. For. Now, all the people I know on Facebook are people I actually don't know in real life. Oh, let me see. <laughs> That's great. I would be so much more comfortable if everybody that I knew on Facebook was a stranger. <laughs> oh, I'll get in. I'm wearing my stripper shirt. Yeah, girl. I want you to be Sandy. Okay, I'm Sandy. Dude, yes. Oh, my God. Typecast. I'm always playing the dude. I mean, you couldn't look less like a dude, though. I know. It's unfortunate. It's like (laughs) I open my mouth, and they're like, (laughs) she should be in Carhartts. Is Donna there? Donna. Donna Donna Vazel is a friend of ours. She's a comedian, and she always comes on. Because maybe no one's watching. I don't. Ooh, okay. that was kind of a cool uh, thing with your big face right My there. <laughs> I liked it. Looked okay. cool. Internal day yogurt shop. Welcome to Yogurt Mania, where we have all the crazy flavors. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what a nice introduction. What is your dream yogurt today? Oh wow. Well, um, I'm not sure yet. I'm meeting a friend here. Well, not a friend. A blind dude. <laughs> Well, it's more of an online date situation. He's not blind, I don't think. 
All people in yogurt land must order an item to use our facilities. Oh, I'm not ordering any. I'm not uh, using anything yet. I'm just waiting for my date. Are you Sandy? Oh, yes. Are you Roger? I'm Roger1512 online, but out here I'm Jack. Oh. (laughs) Hi, Jack. That's so interesting. This is my first online date, so this is all new to me. You need to order something or I'll have to call the police. What? Okay, that's a little harsh. The police. We're just exchanging pleasantries. I've got this, Sandy. Hey, yogurt lady, it's me, Roger1512. Remember me from the other time? Uh, and last week? Roger1512. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> how you been? The same. Can't get my mom to move out of the studio still, but you know how that goes. How are the cats? <laughs> right. I remember now. Oh, the cats? Well, oh, sad story. I had to put Clementine down yesterday. She got into my leftover Thai food, and apparently she had a gluten intolerance, which caused a rare inflammation that couldn't be cured. Wow, yesterday? Yeah, wow. Oh. You look great for having just put your cat down. Yeah. I think I think we're ready to order, right, Jack? Oh, actually, I'm going to need a new... I'm going to need a minute, uh, Sandy. Let me see. What's... What's new? Well, we have a new flavor called Grape for Us. It tastes like what I would imagine Iceland would taste like. Oh, well, I'll try that. Yeah, me too, please. So I've been meaning to reach out and see if you wanted to get together, but I uh, haven't seen you online in a while. You free after work? Oh. Oh, wait, that's to you. Yeah, that's okay. Are you free after yeah. work? Not you. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, um, I, I, I think you might be busy. <laughs> what? Mm. Uh, I mean, oh, nothing. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Sandy, uh, I might not be available after we get some yogurt. Uh, something's just come up. What? You mean your date with yogurt lady? That's personal, Sandy. I don't really get that deep on first dates. It's a strict online dating rule that I stick to. Hope you don't mind. All right, of course, I understand. <laughs> Do you want to grab a seat and talk a little? Here's your yogurt. Oh, boy, I forgot my wallet. No worries. I've got you. Oh, that's so kind. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Oh, I can only give one comp for each customer. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. I am one customer. I can't have a yogurt mania. I'm going to have to call the police. No need for that. I'm no cop, but I'll take her down to the precinct myself and come back for you after. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'm so hurt by this pretend rejection of my blind date. (laughs) I don't know if we... Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, awesome. I wasn't using my mic for the first three lines, but that was fun. This is such a multimedia podcast. (laughs) And now we have a dance section. (laughs) Yeah. Now if you could just take part in the ballet. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and puppetry snacks. Thanks for joining us. Um, When's your next show? Where can people follow you? Oh, shit, I didn't think about that. Um, It's okay. We can... You you know what? Why don't you guys plug first, and then I'll look, because I don't know. What's the next show you have coming up, Shauna? Um, I don't even know. I have a show yeah. coming up on Thursday, 7.30 at QED. Ooh. I'm doing a talk show improv show where I'm answering Jenga questions. I don't know. Should be interesting. Oh, that sounds fun. Yep, QED, 7.30. QED. Cute. Uh, I will be at, um, on May 9th, I will be at Levity Live. Ooh, um, nice. Hosting for Justin Silver. Ah. And 
And then you can also just find me on my new podcast. Yes. Two Us Lonely Girls on iTunes and Spotify and on Justin Instagram. Bieber. Twitter, Rosebud Baker. That's All it. Right. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Rosebud. Rosebud. Thanks for having me. Gone Girls Podcast. We interview the people we like and try to get to the bottom of life. The Gone Girls Podcast. The Gone Girls Podcast Show.